Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Sandra with Intact here for episode two. Today, we're going to be talking about true success. What is success? Upon preparing for this podcast, I looked up a bunch of quotes and many keywords popped out as I was reading through secular and Christian definitions of success. Words like power, words like forward motion, doing, achieving, persevering, accomplishing, finding purpose. And I recognize that even in the Christian and the secular world, sometimes these definitions overlap. And I was purposeful to play those two songs before this segment, one by a Christian and the others by a secular artist. And they're both dealing with success. But one is pushing, pushing a message of power, money, and sex. And this is so many times thrown in our face in the media. This is one of my passions for doing this podcast because I want to get out God's truth. I want to infiltrate the airwaves with God's truth. And I was reminded of scripture that says in Ecclesiastes 5.10, Those who love money will never have enough. How meaningless to think that wealth brings true happiness. So I want to start this segment by talking about what success is not. Solomon writes again in Ecclesiastes, Those who love money will never have enough. How meaningless to think that wealth brings true happiness. I was reminded of a story by Dion Sanders. How he came to know the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you don't know much about Dion Sanders, I'm going to share with you just a quick little excerpt from his story. In 1997, he wrote, Dion Sanders seemed to have it all. But inside, he was in the depths of despair. He had batted .533 in the 1992 World Series while playing for the Atlanta Braves, was with the San Francisco 49ers when he won the Super Bowl in 1995, and with the Dallas Cowboys when he won the Super Bowl in 1996. He was the only athlete in history to play in both a World Series and a Super Bowl in the same season. Let that sink in for a moment. He did commercials once he was on five different ones at one time he wrote and performed rap songs one must be the money made the top 10 charts he had parties women expensive jewelry but no peace 10 minutes after buying a $275,000 Lamborghini sports car he realized he was empty looking for the answers in the wrong places on top of this his wife was suing him for divorce and refusing to come with the kids to Cincinnati where he was playing for the Reds. At the top of his career, Dion was in mental agony. His thoughts turned to suicide. Although he already had a will, he wrote one, he wrote another one in longhand. He looked for ways to end his life. Once he stood on the edge of a highway with his car whizzing by cars whizzing by at 60 miles an hour, thinking he could jump in front of one of them, he stopped. It would be too messy and too cruel to whoever hit him. When he finally came to the actual time to commit suicide, he jumped into his black Mercedes and barreled out of the garage, nearly running over a couple of his friends who were trying to stop him. He turned the radio all the way up, and of all things, the song blared Kirk Franklin, Conquerors, which Dion really liked. It was about overcoming adversity through the power of God's love. Oh yeah, he thought, what kind of conqueror am I? He sped to a spot he had seen earlier where the road was near a cliff. He jerked the car off the road and skidded to a stop. He threw the loose gravel, sending up a cloud of dust. 
he hesitated for a second or two, steeled himself, and rammed the accelerator to the floor. The car leaped over the edge of the cliff, hurling midair for a moment, and then plunged down. The story continues and goes on to how the bottom of that bottom of that pit he cried out to God and he was living a life where he thought that money and power and sex was the definition of success and to God be the glory he's alive today to tell his story and hopefully influence the minds of not just young people but all people about what true success is it's not in material not in the wealth of this world because you'll never be satisfied. We'll be back. We'll be back in a minute with more. All right, we're back. So, started off this new episode on what is true success. Start off by talking about what success is not. The world tries to sell us this lie that success is money power and sex but like we saw in the story of Deion Sanders all of that everything he had still brought him to a place where he wanted to commit suicide so let's talk a little bit about what success is a fantastic website that I use in my personal life frequently is gotquestions.org and I looked up a quick little um, excerpt from their page And I wanted to share just a thought from there. It says, When King David was about to die, he gave his son Solomon the following advice from 1 Kings 2, verse 3. It says, Do what the Lord your God commands and follow his teachings. Obey everything written in the law of Moses. Then you will be a success, no matter what you do or where you go. So notice that David didn't tell his son to build up his kingdom with great armies or to gather wealth from other lands or to defeat his enemies in battle. Instead, his formula for success was to follow God and obey him. When Solomon became king, he didn't ask the Lord for wealth and power, but for wisdom and discernment in order to lead God's people. God was pleased by this request and granted it, giving Solomon a wise and understanding heart. More than any man, had ever had before. He also gave Solomon the things he didn't ask for, riches and honor among men. And so when I read something like this, it just stands out so clear to me how culture is is teaching the opposite, that we must go after riches and honor and respect among people, and that will be success. God's kingdom, it's, it's always flipped upside down. I say this all the time with my students. Look at Jesus. He always comes and flips things upside down. He wants, to, he wants to radically transform our minds. But in reality, he's just trying to actually get us back to the original design for humans. The original design for humanity. Success is being all that God created, designed, and purposed you to be. And the finances will follow that. I know we're caught up in a world where we think finances defines success. But I've always believed that if you go after your passions, that the money will follow. It will come. We 
don't live for the money. We need money, but we don't live for it. It doesn't define success. Being successful is being what God created and purposed and designed you to be. We get it confused. We chase the finances thinking that will take us to a place where we think our purpose and reason for existence is when it's not. I've heard both Tony Miller and Dr. Miles Monroe, may he rest in peace, say God didn't create you and then sat there trying to figure out what to do with you. There was a problem on the earth and that and then you were created to solve that problem. You were created as a as 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 the piece in the puzzle. See because of the fall there's so many problems in this world. So much sin, so much brokenness. Every day, people are entering into this world. And God's purposed them to help build His kingdom and bring it back to the to the design that it once was created for. So we're gonna go even further back for a minute because we, if we really want to understand true success in this life, we need to go back to the very beginning when everything began. We'll be back in a moment. All right, so we're back. Now, let's journey back in time to the very beginning. Because if we want to understand true success, we have to look at when we were first manufactured and designed. You think about when you buy a product, right? And you want to be successful using that product. You have to look at the original design. What was it? What was it originally designed for? What was it? What was it originally created? To be, how was it originally created to be used? So let's take a look. Creation. What was our original design? Think about it for a minute. We were gardeners, cultivators. What's a cultivator? One who prepares and uses what's been given to them. One who prepares and uses what was given to them. Genesis 1.28 Then God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish in the sea, the birds of the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. The zoomed in version in chapter 2 Verse 15 says, Then the Lord placed the man in the Garden of Eden to tend and watch over it. You see, from the beginning, man was given work. We were created to work. We were designed to work. Look at, our, look at the way God has created our bodies. Okay? He designed us be able to take care of what he created animals nature it was for our pleasure for our good pleasure 
We were to steward it well. We were to cultivate. We were to multiply. We were to be fruitful. This is success. This is the heart of success. Doing the will of our Father. To go back to what I read earlier, when King David was speaking with his son, he says, Do what the Lord your God commands and follow his teachings. Obey everything written in the law of Moses. Now this is King David speaking much later on when the law had been given. In Genesis, the law hadn't yet been given. They were in a perfect presence, a perfect atmosphere. Yet there was still work to be done. So, so working is a part of success. It really is. I, I, used, to, I used to strive for a, for a time when I would, do, I would be able to do nothing but just hang out. And that's what I thought success was. That if I could just hang out, smoke weed, chill, that I would have obtained success. But that's not what I was designed by my father to do. I was designed to work. I was designed to be fruitful and multiply, cultivate, to cause this earth to flourish and, and the people in it. Now, interestingly enough, right after the fall, man begins to get it wrong. Cain murders. He doesn't have what he wants, so he kills. And just a few generations later, the Bible mentions Lamech, who is now practicing polygamy, has two wives, polygamy, and bragging about murder. And not only that, he's bragging about murder and that he is more of an outlaw than Cain, his great-great-grandfather. So within a few generations, we see man claiming to be successful outside of their design. But there is a glimmer of hope and an intentional verse at the end of Genesis 4 that mentions Seth's descendants. It says they began to worship the Lord by name. I encourage you friends, I encourage you listeners, if you are outside of God's design, begin to worship Him by name. Follow the pattern you are created for and you will find true success. God bless.